doing everything you're doing, then I don't need you. Okay. Mama. Probably. Mama. Oh, really?
Good morning. It's a good day to be in the Lord's house. It's a blessing to be in the Lord's house. It's a good thing for us to have a mind to serve the Lord. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us magnify, worship, and exalt his name together. I ask that you will pray with me. Father God, we thank you. Lord God, we thank you for blessing us to be in service one more time. Father, we thank you for we know it's not that we've been so good, but we know that you've been good and you are a good God. You've blessed us. You've taken care of us. You've protected us from dangers that we could see. And then you protect us from dangers that we couldn't even see. And for that, Father, we say thank you. Lord, we don't just thank you for those that are gathered here at this church. But, Father, we thank you for every church door that's open in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Father, we ask now that you will bless everything that we do. Give us your Holy Spirit. Touch every heart and mind that we will be receptive to our pastor as he break the bread of life. Father, we thank you now for every auxiliary of this church. Thank you for all that you have done for us and through us. And Father, we humbly ask now that you will continue to bless us and keep us this day and this day forward and that we would do all things through and in the precious name of Jesus, who we ask that you accept this prayer in his name. Amen. Our minister of worship is coming now. Come on, stand to your feet. Anybody feel like praising him this morning? Anybody feel like praising him this morning? Yeah, yeah. Anybody feel like praising him? Praise the Lord. Come on, I want to hear you. Lord.
name of the Lord. Power in the name of the Lord. Power in the name of the Lord. Power in the name of the Lord. Most high. Power in the name. Power in the name of the Lord. Power in the name of the Lord. Power in the name of the Lord. Most high. One more time, y'all.
Deacons are coming now to further lead us in our devotion. Be glorified. Our scripture this morning is coming from the book of Matthew, chapter 3, verses 16 and 17. It reads as follows. And Jesus, when he was baptized, went straightway out of the water, and lo, the heavens were opened unto him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting on him. And lo, a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I'm well pleased. May the Lord bless and may we please him. In Jesus' name, amen. Let us pray. Oh, gracious Heavenly Father, we come this morning giving you the praise, the glory, and the honor. Father God, we thank you for your darling son, Jesus, oh Heavenly Father. Oh Heavenly Father, we just thank you, oh Heavenly Father, for last night's sleep. Father God, you kept your angels protecting around us, oh Heavenly Father. Dear God, we thank you for this day. Father God, and as we go throughout this day, we pray that you keep your arms of protection around us, oh Heavenly Father. Father God, I pray, oh Heavenly Father, that you bless each and every one who came out today, oh Heavenly Father, to uplift your holy name, oh Heavenly Father. Father God, just be with us, oh Heavenly Father. Father God, someone wants to be here today, but wasn't able to make it, oh Heavenly Father. Bless them, oh Heavenly Father. Father God, we pray for the sick this morning, oh Heavenly Father. Oh Heavenly Father, I just pray that you bless the bereaved this morning, oh Heavenly Father. And Father God, somebody right here in this building needs you, oh Heavenly Father. Lord, I don't know who they is and what their problem might be, but I know it's, oh Heavenly Father, and I pray that just Bless them, O Heavenly Father, according to their needs and your will, O Heavenly Father. For we know that thy will must be done. O Heavenly Father, I pray that you just go with us throughout this day. Keep your arms of protection around us, O Heavenly Father. Jesus, and bless your son. Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. One of our demons coming for the responsive reading. Amen. Amen. If not, if not, if not, y'all got it? Amen. Thank you, Reverend. Whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the inheritance of your reward. You are serving the Lord Christ. Congregation. Keep your conduct among the Gentiles honorable, so that when they speak against you as, ever, as evildoers, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day of visitation. Do everything. 
Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father. Amen. Amen. Won't you remain standing? We're going to sing our congregation hymn for the morning. Glory, glory. Hallelujah. Since I laid my burdens down, let us sing together. Glory, glory. Hallelujah. Come on, let's have some church in here. Glory. Glory, glory. Hallelujah. Since I October the 27th by wearing something pink to bring awareness and stress the importance of screening. In addition, members of the health ministry will be in the fellowship hall on the second and third Sundays 
between services to sign up walkers and donors for the annual Making Strides Against Breast Cancer of Central Mississippi. This walk is scheduled for Saturday, October the 25th. Don't forget the annual Parent and Youth Kickoff Informational Session and Luncheon will take place on Sunday, October the 20th at 1 p.m. in the Family Life Center gym. Ladies, if you didn't do so last week, please take a few minutes, grab that orange card located in the back of the pew, and fill that information in and drop it in the offering plate. The K-Chapel Mission is taking a census and is asking all ladies ages 19 and older, members and non-members, to complete this form. Professionals, business owners, and politicians, please take advantage of this opportunity to participate in the Walton Elementary Career Day. This event will take place on Friday, October the 25th from 9.30 a.m. to 11. Please see Sister Alistair Morgan for more information. And please be sure to check our bulletins and the bulletin boards for additional announcements and upcoming community events. And to share your ministry news with the K-Chapel family, just send an email to kchapelannouncements at yahoo.com or you can go to the Submit Info tab on the K-Chapel app. But be sure to get your announcements in by noon on Tuesday of each week. Amen. Let the church say amen. amen. Let's say amen again. Anybody glad to be in the house of prayer one more time? Amen. What a mighty good God we serve. God is a good God. Amen. Amen. Ken, won't you come on down and give us some insights on the uh, parent and youth kick out Ken Brown. Ken Brown, come on down and share. Oh, who is that? I'm sorry. Latrice, I'm, and you told me she was going to be doing that. God bless you. Thank you, sir. I, I apologize for that. Latrice, come on. Good morning, church. Now, the time has come for us to come together in the interest of our young people. Now is the time for us to, to discuss upcoming events, requirements, and changes within our youth department. This meeting is scheduled for next Sunday, October 20th, at 1 p.m. in the Willie Wright Gymnasium, or right after 11 o'clock service. Now everyone has seen all the things that have been going on with our youth in the youth department and I believe we can all attest to the fact that K Chapel's youth are by far the best and brightest bar none. So now what do we need from each of you? If you have a child between the ages of 5 and 18, we would like for you to come to the meeting and participate. Now. If you don't come, you can't complain about not knowing what's going on, right? Okay. And don't worry, we will feed you. We need each child to register, child or grandchild to register in the case. And we all want to come together so we can take our youth to a whole new level. Thank you. Thank you, Latrice. We thank God for that and for our young people. They are certainly always engaged throughout the year, and I know that there are many things that uh, the youth department and ministry have planned uh, for this upcoming year. We want to make sure all of our parents uh, are informed about that because it is an extensive calendar, uh, and, and in order to participate in all of those events, you need to know what uh, your young people need to do uh, to, to, pre to, to, admit, to admit all of the prerequisites. Uh, to take part in those events. So make sure that you're here so that you get all that needed information. Also, listen, we want to thank you, those of you who have already been so kind in supporting uh, our developmental uh, center uh, here at K Chapel. We do a, have a wonderful uh, center of early childhood development 
And uh, we thank God for you supporting that in the fine way that you have already. We sent out a link a couple of weeks ago in ways that you can um, uh, support us by helping to purchase resources, materials, and supplies. You have responded fantastically, uh, but there are more things that are there. And so if you're looking for a way to support, uh, by all means, go to that link that we sent out to you. If you don't have that link, go to the Facebook page. Uh, it's posted right there. All you have to do is click on it. It will take you directly to all of the various uh, items that the, the daycare center is asking for. And it's very simple for you to do. All you have to do is say, yes, I'm willing, click on it, and it will take you right to what you need to do in order to, to purchase that item. So thank you for those of you who are doing that, and we know that you are going to continue to bless it in the marvelous way that you have thus far. Amen. God bless you, and God keep us our prayer. We're ready now for our benevolent offering. We want to remind you that the offering of benevolence is the one that we give in order for those who are in need in our community, in our church home. Uh, it's through your liberal giving, your liberal offering that we're able to bless those who are in need, whether it be uh, for housing, for electricity, for food, for clothing, for shelter, all of the basic needs, we're able to do that in mass because of your kindness here. So we invite you to give liberally as God has so blessed you. Won't you give now in this our offering of benevolence? The ushers are coming.
which way to go let the hand of Jesus be you and the way to him you show you can call him late over in the midnight hour you can call him late over in the day call him oh Jesus my heavenly Father, he'll show you the way. Just Jesus. Just Jesus. Just Jesus. Just Jesus. Just Jesus. Oh, oh, glory, hallelujah. Oh, yes, sir. You're burning. Just Jesus. down here in this land of strife and woe. Lord, I'm pleading for your mercy and your grace to me. of your kingdom and make us so thankful for all your precious gifts to us, especially the gifts of your beloved son, that we may pray fervently, labor diligently, 
and continue in all the days to give you liberally to make Christ known to all people as our Savior and our King. For the sake of your kingdom, we pray. Amen. 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 Right now, we're going to recognize our visitors. I know we have some visiting with us today. We're going to ask that all our visitors will please stand at this time. Will all visitors please stand? We want you to know, on behalf of our pastor, Reverend Reginald Buckley, our pastor emeritus, Reverend Horace Buckley, and the entire K Chapel family, we want to thank you for coming to worship with us. We know you could have gone somewhere else. But since you're here, if you're looking for a church home, you don't have to look anymore. But if you're just visiting whenever your schedule will allow you to come back, come on back and visit with us. And before you sit down, we're going to give you something that you can only get right here at K Chapel Missionary Baptist Church.
Hey, Chapel. You know, we're all called to the ministry of one another. And there are people that are in need of your prayers, your calls, your support, whatever you can do. But let us continue to pray for all of our bereaved families. Sister Ann Alexander lost her son, Reginald Antonio Harris, who is also the brother of Sister Joan Henderson and Randy Harris. A memorial service will be held here at Cade Chapel on Thursday, October 17th at 11 a.m. Sister Loretta Williams lost her husband, Mr. Alonzo Williams, also the uncle of Deacon Kelvin Williams. A memorial service will be held here at Cade Chapel on Saturday, October 19th at 11 a.m. Also, Sister Rochelle Bingham lost her uncle. Sister Sharon Turner lost her, her father, Mr. M.C. Turner. Sister Elnora Cropper lost her sister, Almir Ruth Ederit. Dorian Clark lost his mother. We have in the hospital both Kenny Williams and Sister Thelma Long. They are both in the St. Dominic's Hospital. And we have recovering at home, Coach Walter Griffin, Brother Frank Blossom, Sister Dorothy Aldridge, Mother Triplett, Sister Vera Collins, Sister Aletha Lewis, Destiny Smith, and also A.J. Mack. And as I always say, pray when you can, visit where you can, and thank God each day because you're healthy that you can. Amen. Let us prepare for our uh, tithes and offering. Good morning, Kate Chapel. Well, it's tithes and offering time. This is a moment of excitement because now we can bless the Lord through our giving. For we at K fully understand that fully worship God including offering, which are given primarily for three reasons here at K Chapel. Reason number one, we give because it demonstrates our obedience to God's word. Number two, we give as a sign of thankfulness for God providing and supplying all our needs. Reason three, we give because we want to see God's kingdom grow through the missions and ministries that occur here and around the world through Cade Chapel. So now we have options to give. You may give by the traditional way using the envelope, or you may use the Cade Chapel app. And for those of you that may be with us on live stream, you also have the opportunity to give by using the Cade Chapel app or by utilizing the number that's on the stream. So now let's hear the word of God. For what you have taken and offered for the Lord, everyone who is willing to bring to the Lord an offering of gold, silver, and bronze. It says, none can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will devote the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money at the same time. So as we prepare to give now, let us take just a few moments to sanctify what we are about to give as an offering unto the Lord. 
who gives every good and perfect gift to us. Let us pray. Lord, we are about to worship and through your giving. So search our hearts and sanctify our minds so that these gifts are received with joy for which they are given. For Lord, we know that you love a cheerful giver. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Right now, I feel all right. 
but I feel all right in here. That'll make you feel all right. Come in here carrying burdens, but you feel a little bit lighter. Anybody feel all right? Anybody feel like, oh, I feel all right. Feel all right.
I will look unto the hills from whence cometh my help. Simply put, my faith is looking up, up to thee, my God. Thank you, fellowship. Thank you for ushering us into his presence through your ministry of music. Thank each of you, my father's children, for your presence and your prayers on this morning. I also want to welcome and thank Reverend Parrish, who's with us this morning from uh, the Greater Friendly Missionary Baptist Church in Jacksonville, Florida. We thank him for sharing with us on this morning. He was sharing with me in the office. He works with FEMA and was here for some business on his way somewhere else. Train stopped him and he was looking for another church. He said, well, the Lord must want me here at K Chapel. So welcome. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Glad that you're here. I want to invite your attention to the book of Matthew, the gospel according to St. Matthew, Matthew chapter 3. Read earlier in your hearing, verses 16 and 17, these words you will find recorded. And Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straightway out of the water. And lo, the heavens were opened unto him. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon him. And lo, a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I want to talk from the subject this morning, pleasing God. Pleasing God. It is oftentimes the hope of most children that they are pleasing to their parents. Most children, as they are growing up, want to know that who they are and what they are doing brings pleasure to mama and daddy. When a child is on the football field or the basketball court and that child makes a great play oftentimes that child will scan the stands to try to find the eye of mama and daddy to to get a nod of affirmation and approval that what they just did was pleasing. When they walk across that stage and receive that diploma, after they get the diploma, they're looking for mama or daddy or that person who has played that significant role in their life because there is a need for the sense of affirmation and approval and the fact that what that child did was pleasing. 
That's what we find in today's text. An affirming declaration of the Father concerning his Son. In our text, Jesus has just been baptized by John the Baptist. And it was a baptism, you recall, that John initially does not want to perform because he understood who Jesus was. As the Lamb of God who had come to take away the sin of the world, John said, Lord, I shouldn't be baptizing you. But you should be baptizing me. Jesus said, I know it and you know it, but, but suffer it to be so because uh, this has to happen so that uh, prophecy will be fulfilled. This has to happen so, so that I can enter into my earthly ministry right now. And so even though I know it and you know it, John, just do it for me. And when John baptizes his cousin Jesus in the Jordan River and Jesus comes up out of the water, the text says that the Holy Ghost comes descending upon him in the form of dove lighting upon him and in that moment that awesome sight comes the audible sound of God's voice saying this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased it is God's confirmation of Jesus being his son and his affirmation of his pleasure in Jesus as his son. It's like saying, yes, this is my son and I'm proud that he's my son. You know, because all of us, all of us have not had a good go at, yeah, raising children and some of our children have not made us so proud. You don't have to say amen. There have been some things that some of our children have done that, 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 that we say, yeah, he mine, but You don't have to say amen. You, you, you can just nudge your neighbors and he's talking about me. To, yeah, she's mine, but y'all pray for me, pray for me, pray. But Jesus, God, God says, no, this is my son and I'm proud that he's my son. I'm pleased that this is my son. This is not the only instance where God declares his pleasure. Of Jesus. Later in chapter 17 in the book of Matthew, Jesus is on top of a mountain with Peter, James, and John. We call it the Mount of Transfiguration. And in that moment of Jesus being transfigured before those three disciples, uh, it says that in that moment when, when Peter is talking and saying, we ought to stay here and build a tabernacle for the three, and God says, interrupts all that and says, no, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. Twice in scripture, God affirms the relationship and confirms his pleasure in his son. As a child of God, at some point, you have to at least wonder, what does God think about you? At some point, as a son of God, as a daughter of God, you've got to ask the question, how does God talk about you? 
Am I pleasing to my father? How? How would God introduce you to someone else? This is my son. And then he just drop his head. Or does he say, this is my son, and he brings me pleasure. This is my daughter, and she makes me proud. These are my children in whom I'm well pleased. Every child wants their parent to be proud of them. And I want to share with you today a few things that will help to ensure that God is well pleased with you. Pleasing God, first of all, requires free acknowledgement of your father. If you're going to be pleasing to God, you must offer the free acknowledgement of your father. When chapter, when chapter 3 opens in Matthew, it, it is really an abrupt opening because when you read chapters 1 and 2, chapter 2 ends with Jesus still a toddler. They, they are on the run still from uh, Herod and, 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 and the, they're in Egypt actually when chapter 2 ends. So he's still a toddler in chapter 2, but in chapter 3, it begins with Jesus being baptized. He's about 30 years old now, which means that in the span of the end of chapter 2 and the beginning of chapter 3, about 27 years have passed. Now, in order to get some understanding of what's been happening these 27 years, you've got to read some of the other Gospels to, to fill in the pieces and and get a picture of Jesus' childhood. And one gospel writer tells us, Luke it, it is, Luke tells us around the age of 12 that Jesus with his, his, his mother Mary and father Joseph was on their way to Jerusalem to celebrate the Passover. Y'all remember that, don't you? He's 12 years old, and, and when they had finished celebrating the Passover feast, they were on their way back to their homeland, and, and, and it was a day in their journey back before they realized that Jesus wasn't with them. Now, now, before you go declaring that Mary and Joseph were negligent parents, you got to understand that, that in that day it was nothing for children to, to travel with, with the rest of the tribe and the rest of the group, the rest of the clan. And so, the, so Mary and Joseph, though Jesus was not walking along with them, they assumed that Jesus was with, well, you know, with Leroy and them or, 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 or with, 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 with Terry and them or, or with, you know, and them, the and of our, you, you know what I'm talking about. You, you got some and with Pookie and them and he, he back there somewhere he hanging out with them and, and, and so it didn't even cross their minds that, that, that something was wrong and, uh, until a day later they said wait a minute I, I don't see him and they went back and they didn't see Jesus and no they not with any of them so Mary and Joseph had to go back to Jerusalem to find Jesus and it took them three days to locate Jesus once they found him, they found him in the synagogue. And the text says that he was answering and asking questions of the doctors. And so prolific were his answers and so piercing were his questions that even the doctors were amazed at this 12-year-old's wisdom. Uh, and, and, and when Mary got him, 
Mary said, Jesus, where have you been? Didn't, didn't you know that you were messing with our hearts? We didn't know where you were. You scared us to death. And Jesus said, Mama, didn't you know I would be about my, my father's business? At 12 years old, Jesus does not have a problem acknowledging his father. He, said, he says, Mama... I was doing the father's business. He is not shy or ashamed of acknowledging the father. He is not pensive or passive in acknowledging the father. He is not reserved or reticent in acknowledging the father. He is not embarrassed or insecure in acknowledging the father. And if you want to be pleasing to the father, you must first come to the place in your life where acknowledging him as a priority in your life is not a problem no matter who you're around. Wish I had a witness in this house. That, that means that it doesn't matter if I'm with my friends or with somebody who does not know me. If I'm a Christian, I'm going to be a Christian wherever I am. If he's my father, he's going to be my father in whatever circles I'm in. I'm going to acknowledge him. I'm his, he's mine, and I'm glad about it. Matthew 10 and 32, Jesus says these words, Whosoever therefore shall confess me before men. Him will I confess also before my Father which is in heaven. But whosoever shall deny me before men, him will I also deny before my Father which is in heaven. What is he saying? He's saying, listen, you, you, you can't be ashamed of your association and your affiliation with me. If, if you pray at home, you ought to pray in public. Don't be ashamed of your association and your affiliation with me. If you can praise him in church, you ought to be able to praise him at work. Y'all ain't talking to me in here. Don't be ashamed of your association and your affiliation. He says, if you deny me before men, I'll deny you before my father in heaven. Mark records the Lord saying in the 8th chapter of the book of Mark, verse 38, he says, whosoever there shall therefore shall be ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation. Of him also shall the Son of Man be ashamed when he cometh in the glory of his Father with holy angels. In other words, you cannot be ashamed of your faith and pleasing to the Father. You cannot be embarrassed about what you believe and be pleasing to the Father. You cannot be insecure around certain people and be pleasing to the Father. You cannot pick and choose who you're going to be a Christian around and be pleasing to the Father. You cannot show yourself to be his child of one group and, and deny him before another group and be pleasing to the Father. Being pleasing to the Father means that you associate yourself with him and acknowledge him and live your faith consistently and proudly wherever you are and who's ever come you're in. Jesus did that at the age of 12. But the chapter ends with these words, verse number 52, it says, and Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. Mary got Jesus out of the synagogue, kept walking with him, and the chapter ends by saying, Jesus increased. He was 12. Watch this. 
but he kept on growing. He was a preteen who didn't mind acknowledging the father, but he didn't stop there. He kept on growing. Which brings me to my second point. Pleasing God requires, number two, that you have a growing heart towards the Father. A growing heart towards the Father. God said on the day that his son is born, this is baptized rather, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. Now remember I told you in chapter 2, chapter 2 ends with the toddler Jesus. Chapter 3 begins with the grown-up Jesus. 27 years or so passing between that length of time. In Mark's gospel, stay with me, we see a preteen Jesus, 12-year-old, who does not mind declaring his faith or his association with his father. But Jesus doesn't stay 12. He continues to grow in wisdom, in stature, and in favor with God until he became a man. I'm going somewhere, y'all. Listen, listen. He, he was a boy who loved the father, who grew into a man who still The fire that he had as a preteen didn't go out. It got bigger. And even though he got big enough to leave his mama's house, he still loved the father. I don't believe you're praying with me. What, what are you saying? I'm saying, I'm saying that even, even when children get good and grown, and you know some of the first thing that children say is, I can't wait till I get good and grown and get out of my mama's house and get my own house and do my own thing. And Listen, this child, this preteen got good and grown and got on his own, and even on his own, he still grew in favor, in stature, and in wisdom of God. What is he saying? He's saying that his heart, was growing towards God all while he was growing up as a man. He didn't stop growing. He kept growing from his preteen years into adulthood. The father is pleased with him because he continues to have a heart that's growing towards him. Now I would like to point this out. Let me point this out. The text says, watch this, the text says, read it carefully, the text says that God was pleased in him. This is my beloved son, watch this, in whom I'm well pleased. It doesn't say that he was pleased with him. It says he was pleased in him. Mm. He is pleased in him. Watch this. As Jesus grows from 12 to 30 and he sees the trajectory of his life, God says, that pleases me. When he sees the desires of his heart, of his heart growing more and more towards the things of God, God says, I'm pleased in him. In the person he is becoming, God says, 
I'm pleased. In the values he has embraced, God says, I am pleased. In the belief systems that he has adopted, God says, I am pleased. In the heart that he had to be one with his father, God says, I am pleased. And I think, I think, I think it's more important that God be pleased in us than with us. See, watch this, because when somebody's pleased with you, oftentimes they're pleased with you because of something you did. They're pleased with you because of your behavior. They're pleased with you because of your actions. They're pleased with you because of your deeds. But if you don't do the right thing, everything that they were pleased with you about, suddenly they're displeased because you didn't do the thing that you've been doing. But when they're pleased in you rather than pleased with you, there's something else that they're looking at saying, you know what, they may not have done it right this time, but I know that they've got a heart for me. They may have messed up this time, but I know they got the right vision. They got the right values. They have the right ideas they're going towards the right thing I'm so glad this morning that God is pleased in me when he is not pleased with me I don't know how you feel about it but maybe God is always pleased with you but with this preacher there are some things that God is not pleased with but even when I mess up even when I miss the mark even when I go astray I've got a God who looks beyond my behavior and looks at my heart and he's pleased in me when he's not pleased with me in him in whom I'm well pleased, well pleased, well pleased. Anybody in here ever messed up? Anybody in here still messing up? The devil is a liar. Everybody should have raised their hands. Still messing up and saved. Still messing up and sanctified. Still messing up, filled with the Holy Ghost. Still messing up, but thanks be to God. See, it makes sense. It makes sense now why the Bible could say and call David a man after God's own heart. Not because David didn't mess up. Not because David didn't sin. But he had a heart that was after God even when he messed up and missed the mark. God could say I'm not pleased with him. But I'm pleased in him. I'm pleased in his mind. I'm pleased in the fact that when he messed up, that it messes with him. Somebody missed that. I'm pleased that when he messed up, that it messes with him. So some of us have messed up so long that it don't even mess with us no more. We, we can do wrong and wrong don't even mess with our conscience anymore. We, we can do wrong and it don't even mess with our hearts anymore. But, but as long as when we mess up, it messes with us. God can say I'm pleased in you even when I'm not pleased with you. Good news in this text certainly is that Jesus doesn't have that problem. For God is both pleased in Jesus and with Jesus. For Jesus, you remember, walked the whole earth. Walked the earth for 33 years. The entirety of his life. 
and he never sinned. So God was both pleased in him and pleased with him. Good news of this text. Since I know I'm not Jesus. I'm just talking about this preacher. That he's going to have to be pleased in me when he's not pleased. Yeah, somebody can go along with me. Somebody can go along with me. He's pleased in me when he's not pleased with me. Last thing, and I'm through. If you're going to be pleasing to God, it requires, lastly, a faithful walk with the Father. A faithful walk with the Father. The writer of Hebrews helps me out with this in the 11th chapter. You know that chapter well. It's what we call the Hall of Faith chapter. The writer catalogs and chronicles various men and women from the Bible lifting up their stories of faith. But the writer begins that chapter by simply writing, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, for by it the elders obtained a good report. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that things which are seen were not made, were, were not made of things which do appear. By faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and by it he being dead yet speaketh. By faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see death, was not found because God had translated him, for before his translation he had this testimony that he pleased God. Verse 6, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. He pleased God by his faith. And without faith, it's impossible. This chapter chronicles some of the great walks of faith by men and women of the Bible whose names are preserved and presented, yeah. lifted up to us for our consideration of what faith yeah. looks like, what faith acts like, and how faith is ultimately rewarded. The writer brings to our attention Abraham and his faith walk with God. Uh -huh. Noah and his faith to build for an event that had never happened before. Moses and his faith to be affiliated with his Hebrew brothers over his Egyptian upbringing. Faith that Rahab had to assist the Israelite spies. And the point being made is that faith is pleasing to God, but it's also rewarding to man. Without faith, the writer says, you cannot please God. Which means... You can sing and sing and sing some more. But if you don't have the faith to do what you're singing about, 
you cannot please God. Preachers, you can preach the paint off the walls. But if you don't have the faith to live what you preach it, it is impossible to please God. Deacons, you can pray to the doorpost shake. But if you don't have the faith to believe what you're praying for, you cannot please God. For without faith, it is impossible to please him. I believe ultimately that's why God is pleased with Jesus. Pleased in Jesus. Because he faithfully walked with the Father. Even when the walk became treacherous, he kept walking with his Father. Even when the walk became dark, he kept walking with the Father. Even when the walk would require him giving his life, he kept on walking with his Father. By faith, he walked into the Garden of Gethsemane and prayed, Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from my lips. Nevertheless, not mine, but thine will be done. By faith, he walked into the court of Pilate and acknowledged that only God could give him the power to take away his life. By faith, he walked from judgment hall to judgment hall, never defending himself, but submitting to the will of the Father. By faith, he walked the Villa Dolorosa Road, that winding road that led up to Calvary's Hill. By faith, he gave his hands and his feet to the nails. He gave his side to the spear. He gave his head to a crown of thorns. By faith, he hung there and accepted the will of his father and by faith he looked into the faces of those who hurled insults at them and hanging on a cross looking up to his father dad to say father forgive them for they know not what they do by faith by faith he took his last breath and said father into your hands I commend my spirit by faith he said Lord I've done everything you wanted me to do now I'm putting it in your hands I need to tell somebody this morning when you've done everything you can do when you've done everything you know to do when you've done everything he tells you to do put it in his hands put it in God's hands by faith let him have what you can't handle by faith let him hold what you can't manage by faith let him keep what you can't have by faith By faith, give it to God and let him do his work. I need to tell somebody, you've been holding it too long. You got some decisions you've been trying to make. And that's the problem. You've been trying to make By faith, put it in God's hands. Tell the Lord, Lord, you know your will for me. Show me where you want me to go. Tell me what you want me to do. By faith, walk with him and talk with him and let him tell you his will concerning your life. Because when you do that, when you put your life in his hands, what you're saying to God is, God, I trust you. 
I trust you. I trust that what I put in your hands, you can handle it. And that is pleasing to God. Put it in his hands. Put it in his hands. Your life, put it in his hands. Your family, put them in his hands. Your career, put it in his hands. Your marriage, put it in his hands. Your ministry, put it in his hands. And say, Lord, I give it to you. I trust you and I'm going to stop looking at it and start looking at you. But my faith looks up to thee. May the Lord bless you and keep you, make his face to shine upon you, be gracious unto you, give you his peace. Let us pray. Eternal God, our Father, Thank you for the privilege that you've given us to call you Father. And our prayer this morning, God, is that we would be children who bring you pleasure. That you would be pleased in us and eventually with us. Be pleased in our heart's desires. Be pleased in our motivations and our mindsets. Be pleased in our agendas and that which we skip. Be pleased. God, now I pray for some man, some woman, some boy, some girl. Who needs to commit themselves to you you know who they are you know where they sit God by your spirit now I pray that you give them the courage to, to step out and walk by faith faith to believe that if they open their hearts that you will come in faith to believe that if they walk down this aisle and say yes God that you will meet them there faith to believe that if they come now they'll not go return the way they came give them faith give us faith right now in the name of Jesus I pray for someone who needs to come not only giving their lives but someone who needs to come restoring themselves restoring the fellowship and relationship that they had with you because along the journey, some things have happened that have caused them to go astray. God, right now, by your spirit, in this moment of invitation, in this moment of rededication, in this moment of restoration, come now so that we might be one with you as the Son is with the Father. In Jesus' name, amen.
and amen. If you're here this morning, the doors of the church are open. You're invited to come. My faith looks up to thee. A lamb of Calvary. The doors of the church are open. Thank you. 
brothers, each and every servant sitting here is coming for prayer. We have some coming on behalf of themselves. We have some coming on behalf of family members. But they all are seeking for the prayers of this church. And the Bible tells us that there is strength in prayer. The pastor just preached about faith and pleasing God. Right now, I'm going to ask this, if each and every one of you will pray in your hearts My God. as I pray to the Father for each and every individual who have come. Lord God, we thank you now. Lord God, we thank you for these who have come by faith. Lord God, we have a young man asking for strength. Lord God, we have a young lady asking for strength and more faith. Lord, we have two coming on behalf of a family member who is very sick. Lord God, we know that you know every one. We know that you are an all-knowing God. But we also know that you said if we would just come to you sincerely and in a fervent prayer that you will be faithful to answer. Lord God, you know their names one by one. Lord God, we ask that you will help those that are weak, those that are asking for more strength. Give them the strength. Those that are asking for more faith, give them the faith. Lord, for those that are standing in for family members who are down and sick, those that are shut in, Lord God, we asking right now, right now if you will go in the sick room, if you will go in the hospital, yeah, Lord. Yeah, Lord. wherever they may be, for Lord, we know that you have the strength and the power where you can dispatch angels. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And all kind of marvelous works my, will be my, done. My. Touch God. Lord God, we know you can do it. Yes, Lord. For there was a woman that just touched oh. your robe and she was made whole. Lord, for each and every question and every desire, answer. And Lord, we won't try to take any credit for anything that you do. We'll just thank you and tell the world that you did it. Father, we submit each and every one request to you. And we give it all to you in the name of Jesus. In the precious name of Jesus, our Lord and our Savior. Amen. Amen. From this day, behold, thee. won't you stand? Now, 
Now may the grace of God and the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit rest, rule, and abide with each of you now, henceforth, and forevermore. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Go in peace.